You're listening to the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids Weekly Leader Training. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Gospel Project for Kids Weekly Leader Training Podcast. My name is Delaney Williams and I am joined by Sarah McLean. Hey Sarah. Hey Delaney. Hey, thank you so much for joining us for Unit 16, all the sessions with that. You know, this episode is session four, so that's actually the last session for Unit 16, and we're going to talk about God is present with us, and it's in Isaiah 7. And so, as you know, Sarah, and our listeners also know that the last session in every unit is our Big Truth session. This session that we're talking about right now is our Big Truth session for Unit 16, And so if you'll go ahead and talk about the big idea for this session, Sarah. Sure. Just to point out as well that if you are on cycle, this is the scheduled Christmas session. So the use date for this is December 25th, 2022. Just for those of you that are looking for that Christmas session around this time. For this session, as we're looking at what is kind of like the main idea or the big idea, we have been learning that even when God's people sinned and went into exile, God was still with them. God showed that he was present through the prophets who spoke God's words to the people and gave them encouragement. God was with Daniel and helped him to be faithful and have the wisdom to give God's message to the king. And in our story today, We're going to learn how God's promise to be with us ultimately comes true in Jesus. And so our Christ connection is God is present with us. He sent prophets to his people, even in captivity, and promised to send Emmanuel, which means God with us. Jesus fulfilled this promise when he came to earth and was born of a virgin. Jesus is our Emmanuel, God with us. Great. Thank you so much, Sarah. Now let's go ahead and transition to the part of the episode where we talk about specific activities that may need a little extra prep time or have some special instructions. I'll go ahead and start with our babies and toddlers guide. There is an activity called nature objects. Teachers is you are gathering the nature items some examples are listed in the guide. I want to remind you to make sure that all of the items are non-poisonous that you bring in to the class. Also, make sure there's an allergy alert posted. And you may consider even putting the items in a clear plastic container for the boys and girls to explore with that. And so that's just a tip for that activity. Then moving along to our preschool worship guide. There's an activity called Look at God's Words. I hope that you have plenty of Bibles in your classroom. You know, Sarah, that's one thing. Sometimes when we go into classrooms and all, there may be one Bible. And and we think about it. Yes, we're teaching boys and girls about the Bible, but I think it's so important that you have multiple copies of a Bible in the class. So boys and girls, if they don't bring their own Bibles, hopefully your church will be able to get them one and then they'll bring them. But just the fact that we want them using the Bible in classes and and just a reminder, teachers as well, even if an activity in the curriculum does not specifically have the instruction to place a Bible nearby and help the children, you know, find the key passage or either the Bible story, that that's something you can do with every activity, that you can make sure to have a Bible close by. And so with this particular activity that I'm highlighting, 
it does reference to how the boys and girls will be looking in the Bible and finding verses. And as a reminder, depending on the age of the children, especially with these older preschoolers and preschool worship, um, teachers are going to need to provide assistance with this. Um, It also suggests about having paper strips for Bible markers in there. And so that's going to be something that will be helpful as well. But I do want to remind you teachers, I know sometimes as boys and girls are looking through the Bible and all, they may ask questions. And I think sometimes, you know, Sarah, as as we teach too, because it can be intimidating because we may be afraid to, you know, they're going to ask a question. I don't know. I don't know the answer. (laughs) And so we're like, okay, maybe, you know, let's just not talk about it, which we should talk about. And, and I just want to encourage our, our teachers that it's okay to say, that's a great question. I don't know, but let's find the answer together. Or either I will ask, you know, like I'll look and and find that answer. Because the thing I think that we forget about is that's great that boys and girls are asking questions because they trust us. And they want to know what the Bible says. And then if we just like let it go and we think, oh, it's not that big of a deal. What does that communicate to the child? You know, it may seem insignificant to us. But for a child, that's really important because we want them to come to us, trusted adults in the church, rather than the world whenever, as they grow older and they have those questions, that we want them to to know that everything that we tell them is true and everything in the Bible is true as well. And so um, that's with a look at God's words activity in preschool worship. Then also there's an activity called Observe Magnets for preschool worship. And just a reminder to try this this activity prior to the session to make sure that your magnet is strong enough and that the tray is thin enough for the magnet to move the magnetic letters for that activity. So those were a few of the preschool activities I wanted to highlight. And Sarah, if you'll go ahead and talk about the kids' activities. Sure, so for younger kids, there's an activity called The Great Promise. And rather than creating stacking boxes like nesting dolls, an additional option for this activity could be that leaders create a scavenger hunt around the room where kids are led to find a final clue that has the paper with Isaiah 714 written on it. So instead of having the boxes where kids would open one at a time and pass it around to finally get to the message hidden inside the last box, leaders could instead create a scavenger hunt where they find clues at different points in the room to eventually lead them to the great promise, which is Isaiah 714 of Jesus coming to dwell with us. And then for older kids, there's an activity called God with us. And for this activity to save on prep time, instead of printing off pictures, leaders could simply write the examples, which are a pillar of cloud, pillar of fire, tabernacle, and temple on a dry erase board for the kids to discuss how these examples represent ways God was with his people. So that's an additional way to save a little bit of time, but still emphasize that the important part of all these different examples is that God was always present with his people. Great word. And now, Sarah, let's go ahead and now talk about something that excites us about this session or stands out to us about this session. And if you'll go ahead and start with that discussion. Sure. So just as I was saying with the tip about the activity God is with God with us, this is an activity that I really enjoy in the Older Kids Leader Guide. Um, 
it's a simple activity, but I think it really highlights a very important truth and again, really emphasizes and, and helps our kids understand our big picture question, which is that God is always with us. Where is God? He is always with us. He's always with his people because the presence of God with his people is a prominent theme in scripture. This doesn't just appear when they're in exile, but God has always been with his people from the Garden of Eden until eventually we'll see that in Revelation that God, that we we who are in Christ will dwell with God forever, that we will be in his presence forever. So I think it's helpful for kids to understand that, yes, Jesus is God in flesh. He is this promised Emmanuel that we see in Isaiah 7. And this is an amazing truth. And we're obviously thankful that Jesus came to dwell among us. But also it's important that God, that they see that God has always been with his people, that we remind the kids that God was present in the garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. He was present with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, and so on. You know, even in the rescuing of his people from Egypt and in the wilderness, the tabernacle, the temple. And then finally, as we see all of these kind of symbols showing us that God was with his people, finally Jesus comes and now we have God in flesh. And God is present with us even through Jesus when we place our faith in him. So, Again, just helping kids understand that, helping them also just have faith and hope and trust in the truth that one day we are going to be with God forever and that his presence is a gift to us. Great word. Thank you, Sarah. And, you know, I also think just to add on to that, that it's helpful to help boys and girls see that there was a long time between this passage when this foretold until when Jesus is born. You know, it's hard for them to understand, oh, this isn't just, you know, a little bit, because remember, we're also, this is, if people are on schedule with the cycle, this is Christmas. And so they're thinking, okay, Jesus is born. And, you know, it wasn't just a week or a month, even a year. And so helping them see, I think when we make that connection for them, it helps them, even though that is a a hard concept, it, it helps them to see how God kept his promise. This passage is special because it foretold Jesus' birth. And so it helps to validate and to prove that Jesus is the Messiah. And so helping boys and girls understand that and then that, that God always keeps his promises. And especially just as you were talking about that God is with us, you know, and it just it supports our big picture question and answer in such a great way about, you know, where is God? God is with us. I think that's something that's really special to help boys and girls understand during this session, and especially because it is our Christmas session, if you will, that they're able to see it from a different perspective. You know, right? I really liked how you talked about the long period of time. It actually reminded me, I was on a lunch date with one of my sons and they said when is jesus coming back and i said well he's coming back we can trust and and and, you know have faith that he's going to come because he keeps his promises like you were saying and then and then he asked this question and he said well can we pray for jesus to come back and i was like absolutely buddy we can pray for jesus to come back because like you said it is a long time from when the messiah was promised to when he came and for us now on this side of jesus's life and death we are still waiting for his return, but yet, and we don't know how long it could be. It could be 
a year. It could be, you know, 700 years. We have no idea, but yet we can hope and wait and trust in those promises and, and pray for his return and look forward to that. Because we know, like you were saying, Delany, that God always keeps his promises. So that's really good. Great word. Thank you so much for sharing. And thank you for joining us for all these sessions for Unit 16, Sarah. We appreciate all that you do for Gospel Project team and also to help equip our teachers as well as they teach. And so, teachers, we want to thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We hope that you have found it helpful as you prepare to teach the Gospel Project for kids in preschool. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.